0: hello everybody welcome to the find your model health podcast the official podcast for those looking to optimize their long-term health and weight goals and understand how their body really works I am your host, I'm Shemaine Linney, I am a nutritional therapist, integrative health practitioner, certified iridologist, and biohacker. I'm very happy to speak to you all today. As always, I hope you enjoyed this conversation or this podcast episode. I hope you're all really, really well, and let's get into this. But before I go on, I must remind you that the information in these podcast episodes is for informational purposes only and should not be taken as medical advice. Please consult your health practitioner before making any lifestyle changes. So this year, I'm going to be talking about hormones a lot more. Not that I wasn't already, but my hope is to really help you refine what's going on with your hormones and how to... Improve them. And one thing that is essential that we look at, especially at the beginning of the year, is sleep. Those of you that follow me a lot, my clients, you're probably rolling your eyes because I am notorious for saying sleep is number one because it really is. Sleep directly impacts your hormones. And that's what we're going to get into because I think a lot of people undervalue their sleep or underrate sleep. And for the amount of questions I get about hormones and asking for hormone help, I I really think that people don't realize their sleep issues, which most people have, are a big factor in their hormone issues. So how can sleep affect your hormone levels? Well, I went into depth Um, more than I'll go into depth on it in this episode today but yesterday on my first master's group call of 24 we went right in depth on the daily hormonal circadian cycle and rhythm and how each hormone gets released and produced as we go through a 24-hour cycle. What can affect those hormones? How can we use those hormones to optimize our health and our body results? So we went a lot in that. But for this, I just want to focus on the importance of sleep for hormones. And there is many, many reasons and some I may not get a chance to go into. But I'm going to cover the most important stuff. Because again, most people don't know that sleep impacts your hormones And your hormone levels can impact your sleep. We've got this lovely cycle that's going on. And as I always say, the body is one system. You can't just focus on one thing and expect miracles. You have to address the whole system. So too much and not enough sleep can influence hormones. And we'll get into that. But it's so important that you're getting a good night's sleep enough hours for you, but also good quality sleep to help keep your hormones in line or balanced as we like to say. Um, So firstly, what are our hormones? Because when we say hormones, I've found that people either go in one direction and they think primarily of insulin, or they go in the opposite direction and they're thinking of their sex hormones, or maybe they're thinking of their thyroid hormones. There's lots and lots of hormones in the body, way more than you're ever going to need to know. Um, Just knowing the basics is going to be enough to help you understand your body. But hormones are chemical messengers that play a vital role in regulating the body's many functions and processes and systems and all this fun stuff that has to go on to keep us alive And your body needs a big range of different hormones to function properly, and they get released through your endocrine system, um, which is your hormonal system. Uh, They also get released through organs and glands located through your body. Some of you will uh, be familiar with the thyroid gland, the adrenal gland, the pituitary gland. So hormones are responsible for many functions, Obviously, thyroid and metabolism come to a lot of people's minds. Then you've got hunger and satiety hormones. Then we have our growth hormones, and they're directly intertwined with fat burning as well. Uh, We've got our body temperature, our heart rate, sexual function and fertility, motivation, drive, um, even even self-discipline can be connected back to hormones and how well they're functioning. Uh, Blood pressure, obviously your sleep-wake cycles, your sense of sanity and vitality is connected to hormones. So hormones, um, they greatly influence the body, just like sleep does. So sleep and hormones are directly intertwined Various hormone functions and their production and their release, they happen during sleep, but they're also impacted by sleep and of course our circadian rhythm. So getting adequate sleep is important for regulating a great number of hormones, especially cortisol and adrenaline, of course, our sex hormones. Testosterone gets produced in the later half of the morning. Uh, estrogen, progesterone, prolactin, folica- follicle stimulating hormone, and luteinizing hormone. They're getting generally produced or upregulated in the first half of your sleep night. We have our hunger hormones, of course. Insulin plays a part there, leptin, ghrelin. Uh, we got our thyroid hormone, thi- TSH, and T3 tend to start getting upregulated and produced in the later half of our sleep. Uh, So later on in the morning, growth hormone, so important for everything as I could could not have emphasized enough last night. And if my clients don't understand growth hormone and its significance by now, I don't know what more I can do. Growth hormone is essential for fat loss for a start. Essential for building muscles, healing, and regeneration, um, for slowing down the aging process, fending off those kind of um, fine lines and wrinkles. Like growth hormone is so important. Growth hormone uh, obviously plays an essential part as well in the hormones, especially in the sex hormones, especially our thyroid hormone. Um, And then even melatonin in there, although melatonin uh, is not directly. Uh, as I was explaining to my clients yesterday, it's not directly playing a big part in your sleep quality, but it does get your body ready for sleep. So melatonin gets you ready for sleep or tells your body when to start getting ready for sleep or to go sleep. Um, and then human growth hormone, so, so important, especially for immune systems, stem cells, like all these hormones they're, they're very important. They all have a piece of the puzzle in our very intricate system, which is our body. It's all one system. You do not want to get too granular and try and narrow down, um, this entwined system of organs, hormones, enzymes, like everything is important. It's not wise to just focus on just one thing. You want to make your whole body healthy. Um, Cortisol, a hormone that a lot of people, of course, are familiar with. One of our stress hormones depends, has a big dependence, actually, on sleep timing and duration and quality for its release. Like you can either make cortisol worse or better, depending on how good your sleep is. Um, So according to Dr. Sarah Gottfried, who is a clinical assistant professor in the Department of Integrative Medicine and Nutritional Sciences, at the Thomas Jefferson University and studied out of Harvard, good sleep is crucial to health and hormones. Nearly every hormone in the body is released in response to our circadian rhythm, also known as our sleep-wake cycle. Um, So when ignored, poor sleep will make you fall down that hormonal flight of stairs, um, per se, And that doesn't matter what age you are. That can happen in your 20s. That can happen in your 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, so on. So sleep is important for hormones to function and be produced efficiently. um, And they very much are, again, entangled in our sleep-wake cycle. So getting regular sleep is one of the first steps in hormone regulation and balancing your hormones Whenever we're chronically sleep deprived or we're having poor sleep or disrupted sleep, we disturb this balance and leave the door open not only for the issues that come from hormone imbalances, but also other health issues. So I mentioned cortisol. Cortisol helps um, us really get up and conquer the day. Cortisol is good and bad. A lot of people think cortisol is all bad, but it's not. It's everything in context. Cortisol has a big part in regulating the other hormones in the body as well, especially the steroid hormones like your sex hormones. It can either make or break your sex hormones. When you relax and you sleep well and you wake up feeling restored, your cortisol generally reaches its peak within 30 minutes of you waking up and then that Peak that cortisol, the dawn effect, as we refer to it, that triggers all your other hormones, including your thyroid and your estrogen hormones, and keeps everything running nicely. Again, we, we. Connect negativity so much to cortisol, which is understandable because many of us have lots of stress. Life is very stressful nowadays, but that doesn't mean it's not essential or that it's all bad. When we have poor sleep, then we we tend to experience the negative effects of cortisol a lot more. And we also negatively affect cortisol release too. So um, moving on from cortisol, our sex hormones, as I mentioned in the beginning, sex hormones get produced uh, and upregulated, so increased and balanced when we sleep. Oestrogen and progesterone of course, play a big part in maintaining our fertility and reproductive system, which goes much more than just fertility. It is vitality. It is resiliency. It is usefulness. It is um, drive. It is libido. It is everything. And when you don't sleep well, this can disrupt that tango between estrogen and progesterone that we want to have control over a nice balance and then that in turn can affect your adrenals which in turn affects your thyroid which then in turn slows down your metabolism. You're starting to see now how everything is so important um, especially testosterone in men is Of course, many of us know testosterone is a big deal to them, but it's equally a big deal to women too. Testosterone generally gets produced in the latter half of the morning, just a couple of hours, an hour or two before we wake up. And testosterone, again, not just important for men, very, very important for women, especially when it comes to motivation and drive and libido. And even fat burning. So, testosterone, um, when we, especially as women, when we think of hormones, we can get very caught up in the estrogen progesterone aspect of it, but testosterone equally as important. Um, so, then next is the hunger hormones. Many people know if they've had a bad night's sleep, they tend to. Have more cravings the next day. They will experience what I term as fake hunger. It's not true hunger because poor sleep directly will increase insulin resistance, which will suppress leptin, which is your satiety hormone, and it'll increase ghrelin, which is your hunger hormone. But it's not even a true hunger. It's what we call a fake hunger. Um, and in this aspect, it can impact. Metabolism and obviously weight loss and weight gain, and how your body converts food to energy and it can throw off your microbiome, hydrochloric acid. Like, again, can you see how everything is so intertwined? So, sleep disruption or per sleep directly affects the production and levels of hunger hormones in your body, and that. Directly is going to impact whether you lose or gain weight. Um, and then we also have our melatonin. And I'm, I hesitate when commenting on melatonin because so many people are confused about melatonin. Melatonin, again, is the hormone that gets your body ready for sleep, it's not that it contributes to quality sleep. And that's where people get confused. And they think if they take melatonin, it's going to improve their sleep. And even the researchers, the research shows us, no, this is not the case. A lot of work done by Dr. Matthew Walker, who is one of the leaders in the world of sleep research and getting that information out to us, the general population, shows that melatonin doesn't actually improve sleep quality, but it does get the body ready for sleep. So melatonin is a hormone produced by the pineal gland, um, and that the pineal gland in itself is directly associated with the body's sleep-wake or circadian cycle. Um, So melatonin in that sense helps to regulate our sleep-wake cycle and get us ready for sleep. And if we're not getting this full night's sleep and good quality sleep, well, then that's going to impact the brain and the pineal gland and all the subsequent hormones that they're producing or supposed to produce. Um, So not only that, just as a side note, because I know there's a lot of talk about melatonin as an antioxidant over the last couple of years, melatonin does control more than 500 genes in the body, including genes involved in your immune system. So managing melatonin is... It's smart, it's it's important, especially for good sleep. And as my clients know, like gene expression is something we can control through nutrition and lifestyle practices or somewhat control. Obviously, there's environmental factors, but to an extent, we do have a lot more control over our genes than we think. And then <clears throat> The last hormone I want to kind of touch on now, my all-time favorite hormone. Like, I love progesterone, but I love this hormone more. And that is human growth hormone, or some people will just refer to it as growth hormone. Uh, Also known as somatotropin hormone. Um, It's so important. Human growth hormone has a huge part in metabolism and fat-burning muscle growth and development, bone strength and development, uh, other tissue protein production and synthesis, immunity, human growth hormone plays a huge part in immunity and stem cells. Very important that you're getting enough stem cell production so you can make your white blood cells. Um, So sleep directly impacts human growth hormone because we Get the majority of our human growth hormone when we sleep, as I said to my clients last night, provided we prime our body and put it in the correct position to optimize human growth hormone. That's very important because there's a lot of things that will influence human growth hormone and get in its way. Um, which I'm happy to say my new master's guide are hopefully well-versed on now. So uh, human growth hormone, so important. Look, you want to do anything amazing within your body, you need to be optimizing for human growth hormone. So um, when you impact or impair sleep or you could sleep down too much or you go to bed too late, this is going to either completely blunt your human growth hormone or reduce the levels. According to a 2016 study titled, Traditional and Novel Aspects of the Metabolic Actions of Growth Hormone, and this is in Science Direct, that growth hormone affects the regulation and metabolism of glucose, lipids being fat, and proteins in your body. Oh, look those are all your macros, pretty much. Um, Furthermore, human growth hormone deficiency has been shown to be associated with alterations in growth, body composition, and metabolism, and I would add in there healing and repair. Um, So sleep directly intertwined with all of your hormones. uh, And please don't undervalue or underrate your sleep. It should be your top priority. It's number one. Like when I start with new clients, I'm like, okay, what's your sleep like? Sleep has to be number one. The recommended amount for most adults is seven to nine hours, but I tend to encourage my clients to shoot more for the nine hours. I, I want them optimal. For me, i I even find it hard to function on only nine hours. I need a lot more, not a lot more. Nine and a half is like my sweet point, point, but I need to be consistent. My sleep-wake cycle, sleep-wake all the time. Um, If you're accumulating sleep debt during the week, you also can't catch up You can't bank sleep, unfortunately. The key with sleep is keeping consistent sleep-wake cycles and amounts all the time. Yeah, sometimes you're going to be up a little bit later. Maybe you go to a concert or you watch a movie. It shouldn't be happening more often than not. So something like that or disrupting your bedtime should be a a once-in-a-while kind of thing. Otherwise, you should be trying to be as consistent as possible with those sleep-wake cycles. And I'm not saying bedtime-wake cycles. Like, your bedtime should be consistent, obviously. But the time you go asleep, you should be trying to keep that as consistent as possible. And the time you wake up is when you actually wake, not when you get out of bed, when you actually wake up. Um, So... Uh, Back to the hormones, like with the poor sleep, we're going to be making our hormone, what's the word I want to use? Our hormone balance and constant tango that we have with maintaining good hormonal health We're going to be making that more difficult. And then that's going to have a big ripple effect into poor immunity, more frequent illnesses or sickness and infections, um, an increase in hunger and fake hunger, uh, insulin resistance. You're going to find it harder to be satiated with your meals You, of course, will end up having a higher calorie consumption there. You'll have weight gain. You will age a lot faster if you're not sleeping. If you don't prioritize sleep, I can guarantee you're going to get um, wrinkles and fine lines and gray hairs and pretty much age a lot faster than someone who does prioritize sleep. Um, So, yeah, you can't bake bank sleep you need to keep those consistent sleep wake cycles you really need to if you can if you can it is a good idea to track or monitor the amount of deep and REM sleep you're getting different hormones get released through different cycles and at different times of the night but for sure we know our human growth hormone we get the majority of that in our deep sleep Um, Sex hormones tend to be more in the REM sleep cycle. Every sleep cycle is important, um, but prioritizing is of the utmost importance. Now, as for too much sleep, because people do ask this, more sleep isn't always better um, and there is research showing us this. And Dr. Matthew Walker, and he has a sleep book out. I can't remember the title of it. Forgive me. But more sleep is not necessarily better. There is one study titled Change in Sleep Duration and Cognitive Functions. Findings from the Whitehall 2 study. This you'll find on PubMed. And this sleep study basically showed that women fare best on cognitive tests around um, seven to eight hours sleep, but increasing it by nine hours or more. I know I need a bit more. It is associated with lower cognitive scores, but I think maybe I'm the exception because my cognitive performance is pretty insane, if I do say so myself. But too much sleep can lead to grogginess, daytime fatigue, reduced metabolism, impaired focus, and then of course disrupted sleep cycles and in hormones because you're pushing the amount of time you're asleep. So um, I can give you some tips to optimize your sleep, but the biggest one is going to be creating those Consistent sleep and wake cycles, obviously avoiding blue light 60 to 90 minutes before bed. Nobody likes to hear it. I did a whole podcast on this a couple of weeks ago. Blue light literally suppresses melatonin, but it overstimulates the brain and will prevent you from getting into deep sleep. You need deep sleep for growth hormone and fat burning and immunity and healing and regeneration and all that. I can't say this any clearer. Don't expose yourself to blue light. And that can be from your TV, your phone, your laptop or whatever. 60 to 90 minutes before bed. Yes, I know you got to live. I know you want to watch the movie sometime or whatever. Once in a while, fine. But the majority of the time, you need to be optimizing for good sleep. Um, And one thing I'll add in is that if you're exposing yourself to a lot of blue light before bed and you're not getting that human growth hormone, apart from the other stuff I've listed, because of the intertwined connection of hormones, you will be stimulating more cortisol, and you will increase what we call the stress stomach or the stress belly. You will increase visceral fat, which of course wraps around your organs. And then we've got a whole host of problems that happen there. Like it's all so important. I say this all the time. I know people don't like to hear certain things. I know you don't want to be told don't watch TV in the evening or don't combine fat and carbohydrates together or don't eat before bed. I know people don't want to hear this, but that does not mean that it's not true and it's not relevant because it really, really is. And especially looking at the amount of people that ask me for help with their hormones. So something to reflect on having a good evening routine is so important I say to my clients so much I know they're rolling their eyes when I say um are you doing your evening routine how is your evening routine like I'm well aware of people's facial expressions on the other end of the phone at this stage I've been doing this for so long but that doesn't mean they're not important and um Of course, they know that I only bug them because I care. Anyway, I I didn't go into like huge depth on hormones. The idea is to really drive home the idea of the importance of good quality sleep and hormones. And really, if you're trying to fix or rebalance or address your hormone issues, you absolutely have to start with sleep. And kind of to connect onto that for those of you that have stayed until the end. At the end of your sleep, when you wake up in the morning, the next optimal thing to do for your hormones is to get direct sunlight into your eyes. And that helps with the triggering of the hormonal cycle for the day ahead. Okay, um, I hope you all found this super duper helpful. As always, please like, share, and subscribe if you haven't already. If there's anybody out there you think would benefit from this information, please share. We're trying to help people. Um, if you have any questions or comments, please put them in the comments below. I'll take a look and I'll respond as soon as I can. If As well, if you would like to buy me a coffee for this new year and kind of, I suppose it's donate to the podcast because if I have good coffee then the podcasts are going to continue to be good and done. If you'd like to buy me a coffee, I will post the link as well in the description. Um, otherwise, have a great day, and I'll chat to you guys soon. And thank you for spending a piece of your day with me again. I really do appreciate it. Okay, bye-bye.